Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of the Steel Target Paid Podcast. You know the drill. I'm Jeff Jones and my partner in crime. I'm Steve Foster. How's it going, Jeff? It's going well, Steve. Uh, I saw on uh, Facebook you were shooting the uh, uh, local match at uh, CMP this weekend. Uh, how was that? Did that go off well? Yeah, it was good. You know, it was one of those. Uh, Carl and his group do such an amazing job. You can tell when you got a, a good... Uh, shooter that puts together a great match i mean waters at every bay there was cover at every bay i mean it, it was uh it was a great match but you know jeff uh starting to kind of hit it kind of hard and man i was shooting shooting well i shot uh, i think it was a 709 on with rimfire rifle open 709 on accelerators like okay i could push it a little bit harder get to outer limits and uh yeah i pushed it real hard out of the gate had a miss on uh plate number two i think it was uh-huh and uh so i was just dialed it back in so i shot like a 950 on outer limits i'm like okay let's do this and you know i had four good stages going got to the fifth stage which was uh um uh, five to go and i'm still not sure what happened i thought i broke a firing pin anyway i had to eat a malfunction and um Got to smoke and hope. Had to eat another malfunction. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? Oh, the only thing, the only thing I thought is, you know what? I'm using different mags than what I used to for my JP uh, 22. So I switched right. out the mags and uh, shot the last uh, last two stages. And yeah, I shot shot well. Shot a 62. But boy, I was really starting to trying to hit something that started with a five. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, there's more meat on that bone. But I shot with a uh, Caleb Peterson, he shot another sub 70, which is great. And Abby Desharm, she shot. Uh, it was always great spending time with them. And uh, Caleb's dad, Richard, shot rimfire pistol open for the first time. And Patty Desharm shot uh, rimfire pistol. Man, it was a cool family event. It was it was a great time, man. How about you? Did you do any shooting this weekend? I did. You know, I got to the range. I uh, went to the range today, oddly enough, to do a little practice of five to go. You mentioned five to go. Yep, and, yep. you know, uh, last couple of years, uh, I've just been trying to maintain my speed, but I realized I got to start trying to get a little faster. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, you know, I went to myself, well, let me look at, you know, where I finished. I didn't shoot great this year just because of the shoulder, but I looked and I went, oh, there's Steve. Let's see what Steve did. You know, so I, I pulled up your practice score competitor. If you use the AMG lab timers, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. You can go in, you can look at draw times and splits so i pull up your stage i'm like okay wow steve's doing like 27 splits to that second plate oh god okay and i'm like oh gotta i'm gonna have to push this so i get out there and i shoot like 10 strings and i can't get better than maybe a 35 36 split to the second plate sure and i'm like <laughs> i'm like how what in what what is he doing? Yeah. I am I am even I am even just like doing what I call the wild thing, which is just go through the motions, you know, don't worry, just go. And yeah. I couldn't get close. I think I think when I did that, I maybe got to like a 29. Sure. So I went sure. back into practice score competitor, and then I realized I was looking at your accelerator scores. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> So then I went back small, to your five. Small difference, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transition to the second plate and accelerate. So actually, if I can get them to change the second plate in five to go to an 18 by 24, 
Uh, You'd be rolling. You'd be rolling. <laughs> so, so that was, that was funny, but yeah, I had a good time. Uh, actually, you know, uh, sticking with the pistols and, um, uh, broke out the open gun. Uh, oh, really? Well. Yep. Yep. So did some rimfire pistol optic, uh, some carry optic and then open. And, uh, I did some modification. I had a, a new, uh, uh, thumb safety, uh, put on the gun, which is lowered. I have small hands that double stack and I was, yeah. I was getting a, a, a knot developing on my, my uh, hand because of the way sure, sure. it was, it was cocked up there trying to get my thumb on the safety and have still have a good grip. So I put a new thumb safety on there and had to come home, do some slight modifications to it. Um, filed off a little bit. There was a little part that was biting, biting me and, and, Hopefully tomorrow uh, I'll get back to the range and do some training uh, and uh, see how it goes there. So, oh, that's awesome! That's a good deal. So, have you? Are you aware that at the end of May there was a board meeting? I am aware. And I'm not do sure you know? Every, I'm not sure if everybody else is though. Well, yes. Yeah, so, for those that aren't aware, if you if you are a member of uh, steel challenge you're also a member of the uspsa and the board minute meetings while there is a link on the steel challenge site uh it's going to take you to the uspsa site right so on there they list the minutes and in the may 31st meeting they brought up for a vote and have passed the new peak times so awesome. I thought we'd, I thought we'd sh- yeah, you know, um, and l- let me just share for everyone. Um, we've always, I've been doing, I've been working with the organization for five or six years now, uh, helping come up with what the peak time adjustment should be. And the first couple of years, um, I didn't know enough about the game. And so we had used an algorithm that took, a single shooter's best score ever at any WSSC. Sure. And then average that. Yep. And the reason we did that, and the classic one I always use is if we were to take the top 10 scores in limited, six of them would be BJ Norris. Right, 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 right. You know, so we so we didn't want to have a division defined by a single person. Right. So as we did that, you know, there there were some a couple of years ago, there were some radical changes that we made. And so I sat back and I looked at, you know, coming up with a different algorithm. And the algorithm now is you take the current WSSE Mm -hmm. and for every division, for every stage, you take all of the times that are between 95 and 110%. Okay. And then you average that. And that comes up with the first piece to say, this is, this is what that average is. We then compare that to the current ones. And if it's within 
like a tenth of a second, we're like, why bother changing it? Right. Okay. And if it's actually, I think we 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 went a little higher because we basically we maintained the quarter second uh division divisional time in in the thing. So there's no, you know, we're not gonna have a peak time of eight point one three. Right. It's it goes eight point two five, then eight point five, and so forth. So uh with that, we came up with the recommendations and we looked at stuff and and oh, let me turn that off. Uh, we looked at it and, and came up with the adjustments and, and most of them are, are relatively, uh, they're needed. You know, I had, I had a couple people say to me, um, you know, wow, you're, you're making a big change to carry optics. You know, carry optics is overall is going from a 94 down to a 92 and a half. And what I was telling them was we've never made any changes in carry optics because there's never been enough competitors. Right. Right. Now that division is becoming one of the, uh, bigger center fire divisions. I think second, it, it, it might run one, two, uh, against carry uh, against open clearly bigger oh. than sometimes the other ones combined. Uh, you know, uh, single stack limited production, ISR and OSR. So that one's getting a pretty big change. Most of the other changes are within a second, except for PCC iron. That's another one where we're getting a lot of people that are really looking at how to shoot that gun and needing to to change the numbers does that make sense yep absolutely and if you remember i mean think about it when i first started this game if you shot a 75 in rfro you were going to win the match or at least top three yes and now, if you break 60, you still might not win. <laughs> <laughs> not at uh, big matches, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, so I'm not we're not going to go over all the different adjustments. Uh, uh, if you're interested, uh, please go to, uh, again, those those board of director minutes links um, and you can download the document and you look at what the changes are. Now, here's the the good thing for everybody. These changes don't take effect until January 1, 2024. Got it. So if you're looking to drive yourself to the current GM standards or the current next class standards, you've got six months to do it. Which I think is pretty cool too. Because you know what's you know what's coming down and you know what you got to strive for and you know what you got to work towards. Because uh again, I I'll have to go look at mine after the the changes make, but some of my GMs are like my rimfire pistol iron is like right on the cusp. And we're adjusting that one by uh, a second. So sure. mine actually uh, might move down to I'll, I'll maintain my GM in it, but the percentage might drop below 95%. And that's okay. Uh, yeah. And, you know, do you know if if that happens to you? Do you know what your 
uh, your next steps can be? I do, Jeff. Well, let's hear it. Well, number one, you can stay exactly where you're at. So let's say you end up being uh, 94% and still a grandmaster. You can continue to compete at that level and try to bump that percentage up if you want, or you can uh, petition uh, Steel Challenge and get your uh, classification moved down. So Zach will run. Yeah, Zach will run some. Uh, well, run some information. Um, good friend of mine actually has had some health related issues and uh, he recently got reclassified and now he should be somewhat competitive in his new uh, classification. So that's exciting. And he was, he was pretty pumped about it too. So it was a quick yeah, process, I think it's good. at least, at least at that time. Right. Yes, I agree. I mean, I've always believed that while not necessarily, if you don't want to consider the peak times rules, the peak times are part of the game. And if you change that part of the game, someone should be able to adjust accordingly based on their current shooting skills. If they choose to, you know, for a guy like myself, I earned that GM. I'm never losing that GM. For me, it's going to be like, okay, now I got to pick up this freaking rimfire pistol. iron. (laughs) Go remember how to shoot it fast. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you what uh, opens the same way because I had, I don't shoot open that often, but yeah, my, uh, I think it could be a combination of two things. One is, is that the peak time has gone down and, uh, two, some of my older times that are two years ago, uh, and beyond yep. have fallen off. So my yep. percentage is, uh, not as competitive as a master as it used to be. So, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to make a decision there. And, and same thing with carry optics. It's not quite as uh noticeable there but uh same thing you know it's it's dropped quite a bit so yeah Yeah, we'll see again their guidelines the fact of the matter is when i mean when you're competing in a class um it it definitely makes a difference and you know it's interesting you talk about times that fell off because you know take for instance myself that say didn't shoot i haven't in fact right now if you're going to look and say look at my single stack yeah, I have no scores on the website for single stack. Right. Because I haven't shot it in current year plus two. Because mm-hmm. I can't see the front sights. <laughs> <laughs> I think my production is the same way. I think I shot yeah. that at the World Speech you back in 2012 or something like that. I, I remember that because I believe, wasn't that you shooting the uh, 365? No, no, no. So that was that was later. I think I may have shot that in limited. Maybe it was production. Maybe okay. maybe I'm confusing the limited. But yeah, you know what? That could be that. That certainly could be. Yeah, it was. Uh, whew, that was a humbling experience. I shot one stage. I think pretty well. The rest of them, eh, not so well. Smoke, smoke, but, and hope is easy. Is 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 relatively easy with most guns, but. I always I always joke with people that that uh, come out to the range and they're like, oh, I want to shoot steel challenge. I'm like, great. I said, you know, well, what uh, what gun would you like to shoot? Oh, I just got a new Glock or I just got a, a new Smith and Wesson or or, you know, new new Sig Legion. And I'm like, do you have a 22? <laughs> because yeah, exactly. you're going to have a lot of fun with a roundabout and smoke and hope. And when you get to five to go in pendulum, you're going to wish I you taken my advice. <laughs> 
That's ex- that's exactly right. Now some people do just <laughs> fine. I mean, there are people that are that are very accurate, but it's it is a different game. It is a very different game. Choose. Well, uh, that's a good little discussion on that. Uh, you know, there was a big match that happened this weekend. There was uh, area no area three. Nope, close. Area three was last weekend. Pick another area number. One. Area one, area absolutely one. correct. Uh, they had a they had a very good turnout. Uh, looking at the stats, it looks like they had a uh, hundred and eighty people finish the match, uh, which is a really good sized area match. Um, a hundred and eighty people or hundred eighty hundred eighty guns. guns. Hundred eighty guns. Okay, sorry, yeah. hundred eighty guns, which is a good sized match. Um, lots of names that uh, aren't in Area Three shot the match. Uh, one of our good friends, Trenton Mitsuoka, who we know is in area two, uh, but he went out to the match to shoot it. And Kylie Wells was there. And there were still a lot of area uh, one uh, competitors. I don't know how many yet. That's something um, Zach has to do. I have to give Zach what we've, I've written a, a program to take the data and come up with the potential winner. And then Zach has to go through and adjust it based on if that person is in the area. Uh, and this is this you. is for uh, we're gathering data for presenting the proposal for a slot policy. Sure, sure, sure. Um, to be able to give the board an idea of you know how many slots are going to be be given out. And you know for those that are listening. Um, and you don't know what the slot policy uh, is, uh, we're still writing it. Uh, you know, we've got an algorithm, a program that that goes through. Uh, we're not going to talk about it here because it's not finalized yet. But what a slot allows you to do is register early. Oh, love that. Yes. I still think there's going to be a mad rush when registration opens up for everybody that gets a slot. Because you're still going to have, you know, at least 100 people wanting to get into practice score and get registered. Uh, Because let's face it, uh, the the uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday slots are the ones that everybody wants. Yeah. You know, it's it's not surprising. It's how it works. Um, But it's definitely going to make it a lot easier. for the open registration. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so for everybody good. that's interested, you know, there's been two area matches. And um, if you're listening and you're thinking about shooting an area match and you're not sure if you're on the fence, my recommendation would be to go shoot it because there may be a potential for you to earn a slot for the WSSC in 2024 which is, again, going to be at the CMP, which I am very excited about. I like that range. Love the range. It'll be interesting to see if uh, – I know there's some scuttlebutt uh, at the match and after the announcement was made about uh, moving it someplace else. But, man, it's, uh, it's a great location, and there's a lot, of, a lot of shooting in the south. I'll tell you a quick, quick little story. Um, I was talking with uh, somebody, one of my northern friends, uh, somebody that you know, and we were talking about major matches, and uh, I shared, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd shoot anywhere from 10 to 13 major matches a year, and 
really didn't have to drive all that far for the majority of it. Maybe two that were more than uh, six hours away. Everything else was within six hours. And some of that was steel challenge and some was a uh, good old faithful rimfire challenge. I think back in 16 or 17, you know, I shot five or six major rimfire challenge matches a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately kind of died out in the Southeast, but you know, Mississippi had a match and, um, you know, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, Tennessee's picked up some. And so uh, there's a lot of duplication between uh, Steel Challenge state matches as well as Rimfire Challenge matches. Then you have the mm-hmm. U.S. Steel Shoot and, you know, now the World Speed Shoot over here. But uh, across the country, we need to we need to beef up the uh, participation. And I think that's, you know, I, I think that's why uh, the CMP ended up being such a hot, uh, hot bed for shooting. And that's why we have some well-attended wssc matches but yeah it was just it was just interesting we were kind of going back and forth over a text message about shooting major matches and he was talking about yeah i'm gonna have to travel a lot to shoot six or seven matches and it's like well back in the day and jeff just so you know i've become the steel challenge historian both in terms of people and matches and okay and all so right and let's, so forth let's yeah hear some of this let's hear some let's give us give us a little history no it's just uh well remember that person they're like no well back in the day they remember that person no back in the day now we're just talking about some people that used to uh shoot a lot and there was somebody that i saw on facebook that was a really good steel challenge shooter uspsa shooter and he no longer shoots and yeah you know i think uh i think uh a lot of them you know get their three four years in and then and then uh, life uh, life takes a toll. But I did have probably one of the biggest compliments that I've had in a long time. I Was it on with, your beard? Uh, Was it about no, your beard? No, no. <laughs> Brian gave me Brian Conley gave me a couple compliments on the beard, so I, I appreciate that. But uh, we were over at the uh, local match this weekend. I'll leave the names of the innocent out of it. But uh, he was very complimentary. You know, he says, "Hey, it's an honor to shoot with you." Yes, man. I, you know. It's honor to shoot with you. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. He's like, you're, you're the fastest guy that I know that's got a mortgage. So I thought that was pretty, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So anyway, it was just, man, I, I, that, I died. That is I died. funny. That I wish is. you were there. You, you would have got a kick out of it. Oh but, my yeah, Lord. No, that is a hoot. That is a hoot. But it, it's, I, I think the other part that I'll share is that that's one of the things that I miss from traveling around to go to a different local matches let alone bigger matches across the country is uh you get to meet so many people that may not shoot a lot of local matches and uh brian with hunters hd gold's got a contest out there and go out to his uh website and social media platforms you'll find the rules and he's doing a an incentive to uh incentive people to shoot and participate in in level one steel challenge matches and make sure you read the rules because him and I went through that yesterday. A lot of people aren't reading the rules. Yep. What you got to do. Make yep, sure. When sub- yep. When you're submitting. So, but it's, you know, the, the moral of the story is, it's just, it's so much fun to, to get and meet people. And, you know, some of these folks, you know, on social media and it's good because you do see a lot of, you know, it's uh it's like a family reunion when you go to these bigger matches. But the other part that I really enjoy, Jeff, is meeting new people and people that, you know, you may not necessarily know, or maybe some people that you've talked with briefly on, on social media, meeting them out in the range. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's so much fun. I, I really enjoyed that this weekend. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. And, you know, to your point, 
you know, we want to bring more information out to the people. So uh, I do have the uh, the current uh, major match schedule coming up. And mm-hmm. um, so next weekend is Area 5 in Terre yeah, Haute, Indiana. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's always been a big match. Uh, historically, that is the second largest uh, steel challenge match behind uh, WSSC. So I don't oh, know how many really? people are signed up for that yet, but uh, I believe Steve Wright is the range master and I believe Janice might be the match director. So um, they do a great job out there. That whole crew out there uh, in area five does a great job. That's always been a big match. So that's one definitely uh, coming up next week. Now the following week you have the Missouri state championships and that's going to be in Newburgh, uh, Missouri. That's going to be a fast match. There's going to be some good people there. Yeah, is that that's Nick's match too, isn't it? Uh, is Missouri Nick Brandt? No, no, Mississippi, no? and I'm not sure if he's running. It was one of them M states. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's over there somewhere. <laughs> it's over there somewhere. So that's it's going to be Newburgh, Newburgh, Missouri. Now the week after that uh, is the Michigan State Steel Challenge Championships, and this is the one that we've talked about that's supporting. Uh, Ryan Rocks Outdoor Adventures. Yep, uh, yep. That's going to be uh, the weekend of the 23rd through the 25th. Then uh, towards the end of July, we've got Area 8 in Wampum, Pennsylvania. And that's going to be July 20th through the 23rd. And then rounding out July, for those that want to uh, go shoot internationally, the Canadian National Steel Challenge Championships are happening uh, the same weekend as Area 8 up in, and oh boy, I'm going to butcher this, Kananaskis, Alberta. So I'd, uh, I'd buy that. I'd buy that for a buck fifty, Jeff. I think you did a great job with that. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, for those in Canada that are listening, uh, you've got your national championships up there in uh, in Alberta. So. Yeah, so uh, we got there. I mean, I do. I do remember one year. I definitely didn't shoot as as much as you, but I, you know, we had, you know, there was a the Georgia state, and there was a couple of other level twos in Georgia. Now this yeah. year, uh, you know, uh, Alan Coleman's putting on a match, and then of course Jamie's match we've talked about is now going to be the Area Six match. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, uh, uh, editorial privilege here. Uh, I said that match was staying the same price at sixty. Uh, I was incorrect, and I apologize to everyone uh, that has found that out. That match is actually uh, seventy-five dollars. Yep. Yep. And um, for everyone uh, that is listening, um, Jamie is always matches are always in need of ROs. So uh, if you uh, have an interest in helping out a match, uh, this match specifically, because I'm not going to be shooting uh, as many guns as I usually try to shoot in a match, um, I'm actually going to go up and shoot RO day and then work the match for Jamie. And I'm working on getting um, some other people uh, down in in my area to come up there and help. Um, It's a great match, but, you know, it takes it takes a lot of people uh, to put it on. And, yep, you know, he sure. usually has painters. Um, unless you want to paint a plate, you don't have to paint a plate at his match. 
which is pretty cool. Absolutely. That's how it should be done, Jeff. We've talked yep. about well, that a hundred times. We've, we've, we've done it every, done it every year. Maybe not, you know, it's uh, the first couple of years at the West Florida, we had the, uh, uh, custom and border patrol explorers. Yep. Um, lately it's just been juniors and other people I can get to help, uh, at the West Florida, you know, you might have to paint smoke and hope around about, but guarantee you're not painting, uh, accelerator, uh showdown i've got runners that are taking care of taking care of those so that's good you, you know what else i uh i'm not gonna call out this particular person by name because i don't know if they want to remain anonymous or not but uh there was somebody that I was will. reaching I out will. to, I'll, I'll to call you <laughs> do you do you know what i, I have no idea I have no okay idea. all right i was about to say man dang you're good jeff I know we think a very uh, similar train of thought most of the time, but I'm impressed. Yeah, there's somebody that has stepped up at the Mississippi State Steel Challenge Championship that's reached out to uh, some junior shooters to uh, pay for their match entry fees. And uh, somebody that I've known in the sport for seven, eight years now. And uh, so I think that's absolutely fantastic. So I don't know if it's, uh, you know, hey, if you want to shoot it, they'll pay for it. But I do know that there's been a, more than a couple of people that they've reached out to, and he was uh, paying for all the match entry fees for the junior shooters. So, that you know, I'll, cool. I'll see if I can get clarification on, uh, you know, throwing their name out there because I think those types of good deeds are uh, are great. And um, more than likely, he won't want his name mentioned because there's a lot of people that do a lot of great things that do it because they want to and not because yep. they uh, not doing want it the for the uh, promotion. Yep, yep. Exactly right. But uh, you know who you are and it's uh, it's just another great thing about uh, about this sport for sure. So that's awesome. Well, that is awesome. That is very cool. There's a lot of a lot of places. I know um, there's a lot of matches where juniors uh, shoot for half price. Um, we have a uh, policy at the WAC where juniors shoot free um, and just. I'm not calling out anybody out. I'm not saying you should do this. We have this very specifically, and I'll just give you a little history. Uh, we run an annual event called the Doc Welt Memorial Match. Yep. Doc was a uh, Navy SEAL medic, uh, and 10 years ago, I believe it was, uh, he was diagnosed with ALS, and so they put on a memorial match for him to help out his family. All the proceeds went to the family. Uh, the following year, uh, Doc was not doing well. He knew he was he was not long uh, uh, for this world. And he made a request that said, you know, they said, well, what do you want us to do with the money? Uh, he's like, "My keep the money. My family is set. They're all covered, you know, uh, through whatever means he'd set up. He goes, I want the money from the match to go to the juniors. Yeah. Yep. And so that has that started uh, uh, and reinforced at the at the WAC uh, junior shoe for free. Yep, that's awesome. So he, even this weekend at uh, at uh, the Talladega CMP match, uh, for first gun you paid for for the junior, and then uh, second one was free. So that was really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's great. It's a great sport. Well, again, well, you know, it's it's funny. I always joke, you know, <laughs> probably going to get in trouble for this, but 
Uh, you know, they always say, you know, the juniors are our future. Juniors are the future of the sport. And I always joke and I say, middle-aged white men are the future of this sport. We're the ones that are paying for everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. But it is, it is, it is a good, it is a good thing, you know, to, tr to try to bring somebody along um, and, uh, and help them out in any, any way you can, you know, how many times have you been at a match when you're able to give, you know, a junior uh, a little bit of help and you see that, you know, translate into faster times. That's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, we talked, uh, we talked the schedule. We talked uh, peak times. Uh, you got anything else you want to bring to the people for tonight? Uh, one follow-up from last go-around. Um, had a conversation with my manufacturing guy, and uh, here next week we're going to start manufacturing on the grips and magwells. And I uh, got the anodizer lined up. So uh, if you're interested on the, on the first release, just send me a message. Um, I've got uh, overwhelming support wait, wait, to wait. get going. Steve, this is Jeff. Yes. I'm sending you a message. I want <laughs> I, a I, set of grips. I, <laughs> I got you. Oh man, had did him out work? this weekend. Did hey, it did. It did. I like that. Had him out this weekend and uh, just humbled by the positive feedback from uh, from folks out on the range. So that was that was really that was really cool. But if you're interested, reach out to me. Um, I'm going to try to do a little bit of a discount for the first group of people uh, that order. We're still uh, trying to finalize a couple of pieces on the pricing side, and I'll talk more about that as we get just a little bit closer. Uh, Manufacturing is expensive. Raw materials are expensive and so on and so forth. But um, no, it, it should be it should be hopefully in line with what people would expect to pay for something like this. So that will be uh, that will be good. But I've got a pretty decent sized list, humbled by the support from the community already. So if you're interested, get on the list. I had a couple of people uh, send me notes today. Uh, let me know. We'll get you rock and rolling. We're going to anodize the first set uh, black. And uh, so I got that all all set up. And, uh, you know, the other cool part about this is 100 percent of this project is being uh, designed and manufactured and finished in the United States, which is uh, which is something that I'm extremely proud of. There's some opportunities to maybe save a couple bucks to send it overseas and those kind of things. But uh, no way, man. So uh, I'm pretty, uh, pretty proud of that. So very cool. Yeah, August, very cool. August, August 1st is uh, what I'm targeting, targeting to start shipping. So uh, hopefully uh, everything stays on track and uh, we'll be shipping some grips and magwells pretty soon. Fantastic. Now, uh, where is the best way for people to reach out to you or the different ways they can reach out to you? Uh, the best way is, is it'll be branded uh, Creekside Custom. Um, so you can reach out to me on my any of my social media platforms, Foster Shooting, on my personal uh, Facebook page, Steve Foster, uh, or Steve Foster Competitor, or uh, Creekside Custom Lasering on uh, Facebook or uh or uh, Instagram, or you can send me an email at creeksidecustomlasering at gmail.com. So, uh, and, one and of those you know, for those is... that like to use a telephone, Steve's phone number is 555. Five. <laughs> 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 uh, actually, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people already have your number. I know you're happy to give it out to a lot of people. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure they've already got it. <laughs> but... 
I, I think probably half the people that listen to the podcast have my number. If not, send me a message. I'll send you my number in case you got any questions while you're at the range. All right. <laughs> which which I don't mind. This at two in the morning, do not call Steve. He's sleeping. <laughs> I need to use that silence notifications function on the iPhone. I got to ask one of my kids how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great, Steve. Well, uh, again, great talking with you. Uh, I think we're, you know, uh, these uh, kind of short, quick uh, ones are working out better. And uh, I hope everybody likes them. Again, if you have any uh, topics you'd like us to talk about, uh, please share it on the Steel Target Paint podcast. Um, one of the things that we've learned is, you know, we took the podcast page private um, and we did that so we could stop the. Uh, inundation of t-shirt spam and and all the other spam that was happening so um it's a little more difficult to share uh posts when you take a a group private so um you know you can get notifications uh hopefully wherever you're actually signing up and listening to this whether that's off of soundcloud or off of uh itunes it's there i think uh Stitcher, I think, is another place where we have it. We had some requests to did that. And we did that there. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, but, you know, get on to uh, Facebook, find the Steel Target Paint podcast page. Um, you know, pretty much if you've got more than one shooting friend, uh, we're going to let you in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Steve. Um, but that's also where we're going to be posting when, uh, you know, the links to this. Uh, for an extra bit of notification when they're ready. And also, Jeff, can we uh, post uh, the link to the minutes that have the new peak times? I'm not sure if we talked about that or not. Can you we put what? that in the podcast um, page? I can put that, I can put that uh, in the in the post, yes. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Right here, because I live in sticky pads. And I will, I will make a note, BOD minutes post. Sounds good. All right, All right, Steve. Well, hey, talking you know, with nah, 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 nah. we're not done yet because you got to give out that discount code. ST Podcast 10 for 10% off RageStore.net. All right. Good talking with you, Steve. Thanks. All right. We'll see you, Jeff. Bye-bye. Bye.